0: great things about Bible reading is I don't know everything and I'm not required to know everything. I read, I study, I try to be as studious as possible with my Bible approach and sometimes I'm hit with things that I wouldn't have even considered. Um, Things brought up by other people that maybe there was a fleeting thought but I really didn't spend too much time focusing on that thought. And it brings me back to verses. We're gonna revisit Jonah chapter two, and something that was brought up to me yesterday, talking to a friend of mine about this subject. Now, when he mentioned this, it, it wasn't that I never thought about this. It was a fleeting thought. It was one of those fleeting thoughts where you read a verse, you have a quick thought, you you quickly dispel that thought and move on, as to not get bogged down, right? But when he said it, I was like, "Ah, I need to revisit this because he said this, and it got my brain racing again, and something else. Uh, I want to revisit some things it's taken me a lot longer going through Jonah than I expected. I want to revisit some things talking about Nimrod and the the origins of this whole Mesopotamian region. One things'm one, one of the things I'm realizing as i As I read through the Book of Jonah, unexpected, as I said before, one thing that a lot of Christians do, which is actually surprising to me, they treat the Bible as though it is a it is a document outside of history as if these accounts exist outside of the realm of history. Now, when you do that, there's a lot of details within Bible accounts. That you probably should take and get certain things from, but you don't because you view the Bible outside of the lens of history. So when the Bible covers a certain thing, you may have a better understanding when you consider this thing within the scope of broader history. But because you don't think about that broader history, you automatically miss a whole lot of detail is almost like it's almost like seeing a picture in uh 240p versus 1080p right if if you ever go to youtube when you look at a video scale down your video to about 144 resolution and see how much detail you miss it's almost like this image exists outside of what you can see with the natural eye But then once you increase that resolution by just, I'm I'm not going to say a slight amount, but go to 480p, then you'll be like, oh man, there's a lot of details here that I didn't see before because I didn't have the whole picture. I think think negating history when you're reading your Bible, the same thing happens, especially and namely the Old Testament. So I'm going to do a lot of that, but I want to go back to the book of jonah chapter 2 and i want to read something and i want to go over something and i'm going to talk about some different things that i've heard from different people and yeah something that i didn't consider before so anyway let's get into this all right so we went over these verses uh the book of jonah chapter 2 verse 1 then jonah prayed unto the lord his god Out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of hell. I cried and thou heardest my voice. Now, I listened to a a Hebrew or a Jewish gentleman talk about these verses right here. I, I believe he was he would be what, what is considered a messianic Jew, right? He believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as Messiah, if I'm not mistaken, just hearing some of his comments. But one of the things this man said, and I, and I went to to hear some other Jewish rabbis to see what they said about the book of Jonah, because again, historical context matters. Um, what people believed about Jonah when it was written. You might not think that matters, but it actually does matter. So in my mind, I was like, okay, what did people think about this Bible account, and what do Jewish, like Hasidic Jewish people, right? Not not just Jews in the sense of genealogy. I'm talking about Hebrews, they uh, uh, Jewish people who actually practice Judaism, right? They 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 still adhere to the the Old Testament uh, laws, the prophets. And they're still looking for the Messiah and not realizing that the Messiah has already come. But anyway, what's interesting is what many of them believe about these couple verses. And here's another thing I'll say that I didn't consider. Have you ever, in your Old Testament study, went and listened to what uh, Jewish rabbis say about these verses? Their opinions do matter, right? Right. These, these, uh, many of these people, some of them are Messianic Jews, but many of these people have not believed the gospel. They don't believe the Lord Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean what they think about a lot of Old Testament verses is incorrect, right? And in some respects, they may have a better understanding of some of this stuff than we do, possibly, right? But a common theme, and this is what my friend brought up, he was like, where was Jonah crying out to God from? Was it from? The 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 literal belly of the well, or did Jonah die and was he resurrected? Man, now again that was a fleeting thought before, but the reason that this really just it it's, it's like I had a at that moment when I was talking to my friend, it's like there was a collision of of atoms and neurons and everything within my brain, and I was just like, what? Like I said, I thought about this before. It was a fleeting thought, but I just kind of put it off. You know how you think something and you think, ah, I'm probably off. I'll move on to the next. Anyway, when he said that, I thought, could this be like, think about the historical reference, right? Let's, let's put yourself in the new Testament time. Let's say that the majority of Hebrew people believe that Jonah literally died and was raised from the dead. Let's say that's the historical view. Then what the Lord Jesus Christ said to them about the sign that would be given makes even more sense now. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you dogmatically that this is the case. What I am going to say is, this is a huge possibility. And a possibility, again, that I didn't give heavy consideration before, but after some further thought, It's a possibility. I'm not going to say I'm dogmatic on it. Right. I'll have to think on this some more. But anyway, listen to what he said. He said and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. And he heard me out of the belly of hell. I cried and thou heardest me. Well, what is that word there from the Old Testament? That that Hebrew word is sheol. Translated in other places as grave hell, pit. Um, the meaning, uh, uh, Sheol, underworld, grave, hell, pit. And in my notes, I said, is it possible Jonah actually died? Even if he did survive, people around more than likely would have assumed that he was dead and that the Lord actually raised him from the dead, right? So let's say that that Jonah didn't actually die and he survived. Here's a funny thing. There was a story, give you a little bit of history, from the 1800s. I think it was like 1890. A Swedish gentleman on a fishing boat, I believe it was Swedish. You can fact check me on this. It, 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 the story is actually on, um, you can find it on Wikipedia. And it's it's kind of seen as an urban legend. But there's people from that time in the late 1800s that say they actually heard this man speak. On a fishing vessel, they were they were they were harpooning whales. He fell off the side of the boat, got swallowed up by the whale. The the whale was killed, you know, was dead because it was harpooned. They found a the well, they gutted the well and found the man inside the whale alive. The only lasting physical ailment he had was that his pigmentation was all gone because of the acidity in the whale's stomach. Now this story could be true, and it could be purely just urban legend. It, it showed up in some newspapers in in the early uh, 1900s in the United States, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so it, it was spread primarily by word of mouth. So as far as we know, it's an urban legend, but it's possible that it actually happened, right? So suffice it to say, it's possible Jonah survived in a belly to, in a belly of this well. But people would have thought, whether he survived or not, right? These are conflicting thoughts in my head. People would have assumed he was dead. This is what makes so much, this is so crazy that I never considered this. It is my belief at this point, it's possible Jonah was actually dead and raised from the dead. But even if he didn't die, it is my belief that people at the time literally believed that Jonah Was dead and was raised from the dead. Now, if you remember, what the I believe it was the Pharisees, um, uh, no, it was the Sadducees that didn't believe in resurrection from the dead, if I'm not mistaken. But the but the Pharisees did, I believe I got that right. Uh, if, if I, if I got that wrong, all you theologians out there, you know, correct me. I know it says somewhere in the in, in New Testament. I just can't, you know, think of this thing offhand. Anyway, why did one sect believe in a resurrection and one not? And this is where I'm beginning to realize how historical beliefs affect what we believe about the Bible. And we don't even realize it. I think there was a sect who believed Jonah literally died when he was swallowed by that whale. And he was literally resurrected when he was spit out. So when the Lord Jesus Christ made that reference to Jonah, it carries so much more weight. So much more weight than I initially thought. And now with that being said, it is a huge possibility and a likelihood that Jonah actually died. Why did Jonah say he he called out of the belly of hell. And we we saw what that what that Hebrew word is there. It's a very specific a very specific word. Why out of hell? Why would he say this? Everything we think we understand about life and death, we probably actually don't really understand as much as we'd like to think we do. I know I don't. I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't. But that brought me to an account, as you can see, I got it. I got it up here in the Gospel of Luke, chapter sixteen. And I'm going to read this whole account. Now, there's some people who believe that this is a parable. I I wholeheartedly disagree with that. This is not a parable. There's words that are used. Um, I, I can't remember how other English translations word this, but I, I'm fairly confident that it is. Is really similar and carries the same weight. Now, I want you to listen to what the Lord Jesus Christ said. He said, there was a certain rich man. Now, the thing, the reason I do not believe this is a parable is the Lord Jesus Christ uses very specific words and he gives names and he talks about specific people. As far as I know, to my knowledge that I can remember offhand, all of the other parables were generic figures, never specific people and specific names. But this he uses specific names and talks about people. OK, so there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of swords and desiring to be fed with crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Now, Abraham's bosom, I I don't really understand the full context of that, and I'm going to do some more. This is kind of one of those things that I want to do some more looking into This uh, statement about Abraham's bosom and if there is some Hebrew statements, you know, of, of old past before New Testament times about Abraham's bosom, my speculation is there's probably is. And this reference would have mattered to these people and they would have understood, Okay, the rich man also died and was buried. Notice the difference. Angels carried the beggar into Abraham's bosom, but the rich man died and was buried and in hell he lift up his eyes being in torments and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom and he cried and said father Abraham this is a specific person how did he know it was Abraham what happens when you dies is there is there more conscious realization Maybe all the facade and everything that you put on to try to mask yourself from what was really reality is broken down and you recognize truth for what it is. I don't know. These are just all assumptions. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I'm tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receiveth thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things? But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. This is another thing. What did people on the other side know? There's so many questions that this thing generates. Verse 26, And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which pass from hence to you can neither uh, cannot neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then said uh, then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they lest they also come into this place of torment. Here's another thing. This rich man cared nothing about anyone else beforehand. He dies. He goes on. And now he's concerned how he should have been concerned while he was walking among us. So again, do conscious realizations hit you all at once at the moment of death if you don't believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? Man, highly possible. All right. Verse 29. Abraham saith unto him, they have Moses and the prophets let them hear them. He's like, yo, they, they got everything they need. And it's funny, uh, another thing, it, it, this is why <laughs> so many thoughts, man. My brain is racing right now. How did Abraham know about Moses and the prophets? And he said, nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they Will repent. Here's my question to you. How would he know if somebody went to them from the dead that they would repent? How did he know? How would he know that? Why would he assume that? If they won't accept anything else, why would he assume they would accept this? Could it be that people at this time believed Jonah was definitely dead and raised from the dead? And could it be that the detail that we have missing? because we don't pay attention to history is that the Ninevites heard about what happened to Jonah. You think about somebody being swallowed by a whale. You think it takes, it takes 30 days as 30 days journey from, from what I understand to Nineveh from where Jonah was at. Let's assume by this time, these Mariners, I, I would say this, this, so this is what I'm assuming. All of these are based are assumptions that I think, It could easily be concluded. The mariners probably ported somewhere before they went on to Tarshish. After that storm and after that craziness and after Jonah was swallowed and and the storm subsided. Clearly they weren't going to sacrifice animals, well, in my opinion, on a wooden boat, right? and And the Bible says they sacrificed to God. They went somewhere, they ported, they sacrificed to God. They now believe in the most high God of heaven and earth. Word of Jonah being swallowed by this, by this whale would have spread. Surely it would have spread. Where was Jonah spit out, right? He was spit out somewhere. This is a guesstimation spit out somewhere where people could see, yo, this dude was just spit out of this. Well, what the heck is going on? Word spread. This man was raised from the dead. That word gets to Nineveh. Jonah comes to Nineveh. Jonah preaches to them and they repent. Now, the reason I say all of that in that way is because in my mind, I'm thinking this would have been people's understanding of what happened back during that time, which would make even more sense why the rich man would say, send Lazarus Lazarus to my brothers. They will definitely believe if one was raised from the dead so many parallels right and and really this is an even bigger indictment of the religious leaders at this time especially after the resurrection huge indictment and he said unto him if they hear not moses and the prophets neither will they be persuaded though one rose from the dead and abraham was 100% correct The Lord Jesus Christ raised from the dead and the religious leaders at that time did everything in their power to try to convince people this event did not happen. Here's another thing. Again, there's so many things my brain is racing on concerning this concerning this whole area right here. We don't understand what happens at death. None of us understand it. This this account right here is the closest glimpse we get into, into life. Once breath leaves your body, closest account we get right for, for humans, right? Not talking about angelic beings for humans. Would, could it be that Jonah last breath gets to this place right here, Abraham's bosom, which some, so for context, some people believe, and I can't I can't say this is not true, but I can't necessarily just jump on this and say it is true. 100%. Some people believe before the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, that people who, who believed in the most high God of heaven and earth, when they died, they went in, in a holding place, so to speak. Right. And there's, there's speculation that this is where the idea, the false idea of purgatory came from and is Once the Lord Jesus Christ Died, was buried, and resurrect, resurrected, paying for sin, that these souls were released from from this place into heaven, and there's there's thought that the place that these souls went was in in proximity to where hell is, but there was a moat that separated them. Which th- this account actually said. Now I'm not going to tell you dogmatically either of these things one way or another. But the one thing I will say is this is an account. This is not a parable in my opinion. Not a parable at all. So could it be that Jonah died, went to this place, it was like, yo, I messed up. There's still work to do. And the Hebrew people need to hear from God. God forgive me and and you know uh uh do what you will. Right? You let me let me let me go back to let me go back to Jonah Chapter 2 and read exactly what he said. He said, And I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of hell, cried I, and thou heardest my voice. Again, not saying, none of what I'm saying about Jonah actually dying is dogmatic at this point, right? This is something that was thrown out and it sent my mind spiraling, and I was like, huh, this is a huge possibility. But again, given, given the full context of the whole Bible, looking at that account, um, with the rich man and Lazarus, yo, it is very possible that this is the case. And this is exactly what people believed at the time. And it, 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 it really, it makes me think about the dissent and the, and the confusion that the religious leaders at the time of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ tried to sow amongst people, right? They tried to pay people off to say they took his body. He didn't die. They were trying to do all kinds of things. And could it be that these parallel false stories spread over time? Look, if there's one thing the devil definitely wants to do It's exactly what he did in the Garden of Eden. Yea, hath God said. If he can get you to doubt this book, man, so much damage can be done. I know that was kind of a tangent, but it kind of has to do with this because, again, what really happened in the book of Jonah? Do we got it wrong? Did he actually die? And was he resurrected from the dead? And is that the reason, the real and true reason that the people of Nineveh repented? Because this is something they couldn't deny. Like this great God calmed the seas, preserved this man's life, raised him from the dead out of the belly of a well. Yo, yeah, we definitely repent and we don't want no smoke. Very possible that that's what happened. Anyway, y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.